What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. Taylor, it's been so long since we've spoken last. Just feels like it's been lifetimes. But here we are back for our Monday episode. Totally not recording this on Wednesday right after we just did our Thursday episode. How the hell are you? I love Sunday. Look at all the good things that happened this weekend. For example, how about that game Friday night? What a game. Crazy game. Crazy, crazy game. We're just oh, enjoying uh, enjoying another Sunday without Bills football. Yet again, I know, really, though. Well, everybody, if you would have listened to our Thursday episode, you would know that today we are going to be covering 10 bold predictions for the NHL season. on Whoa. Wednesday. On, oh. Maybe combined. Combined 10 is what I'm saying. Yes, sorry. (laughs) Combined between the two of us, I should say. Sorry. If you listen to our Thursday episode, we shared our 10 combined predictions for the Sabre season. Now we're going to talk about the greater NHL at large here. So let's just hop right into it. Taylor, tell me what your first one is for the NHL. Well, this is interesting because this is, it's going to look like a cheap one having, uh, having done this a week into the NHL season and after we've already seen it with the Sabres. But I promise this was born out of something that I thought last Thursday, so 10 days ago, and you're listening to this, in the lead up to the Sabres opener against Montreal, I had been thinking, man, Montreal's really bad for a Stanley Cup runner-up. They are, they were probably the 25th best team last year, and they lost the goalie that carried them to the Cup. They lost their shutdown center, and they might have lost their number one defenseman forever. So they're not good, and they they also lost Jesper Kotakiemi, for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. So they need a lot from Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. Not a lot else going on on the roster. Don't know about their coach. All the, all these problems, all these problems I had. So I thought, are they the worst team coming into the season? The worst Stanley Cup runner-up coming into the season since the 1992 North Stars. So I thought about it, and I think maybe. But are they going to have the worst season? They're going to have the worst season since not those North Stars, but since the 2002-2003 Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, who had 61 points the year after they went to the cup. Montreal will be not as, not as bad as them, but the worst runner up since then. And remember that includes 0607 Edmonton, who was also not good at all. Uh, Yeah. That's that, that hurricanes team. If you remember they finished, they won the, the Southeast division, which was terrible back then. They had, they had an even goal differential. It was their goal differential was zero for the regular season and artist Urbe and Kevin Weeks got hot in the playoffs. They beat the Leafs in the conference final. Jesus. Artist Urbe, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Quit being the Sabres goaltending coach because he respected Ted Nolan so much. Yep. Uh, and then they kind of got hot again, a bad East in the playoffs and they got spanked in the Stanley cup by one of the best teams of all time, the O2 Red Wings. And then they showed their true colors the next year. And they were able to draft Eric Stahl because of it. Yeah, I don't think Montreal is going to have 61 points. But, man, they are going to be not good this year. Uh, you know, it's a weird thing, Brendan, because I bring up Carolina here, that, that team. I did a post for the comeback a couple of years ago after the Senate. Remember the Senators made the conference finals 2017? Almost made the cup. The next year I did the post, 17-18. I, I tried to figure out where they were on the where they were going to on pace to be uh, on the list of the worst teams that had that had been in the conference final the year prior. And I went back like 20 years and three Carolina teams are on that list. Three. So that one, the 0607 Hurricanes were also not good. 
And then Carolina made a surprise conference finals appearance in 09. And then 09 10, they were also bad. Man, you really hate hearing bad things about the Hurricanes organization. Darn. Oh, oh boy. So sad for them. Brutal. Hope they enjoy uh, Jesper Kotakiemi. Frost. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, enjoy that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what's your first one? I am going to go with a point prediction for a certain formerly elite defenseman. And I think Eric Carlson is never going to be able to return to the player that he once was. And I felt this way prior to the season starting. I know he's been off to a hot start so far for the Sharks, but I think that Eric Carlson will, if he stays healthy, handedly pass 50 points this year. Wow, that's, I think that's would be a pretty nice return to form for him. That's sad that that's a bold prediction now. You know, like a couple of years ago in a much uh, worse scoring league, he had like a point a game. Yeah. And on a bad team, well, he's on a bad team right Older now. Older injuries, a lot of things. Now, yeah, not His great. Foot, with, that yeah. foot's no good. Yeah, you can't have that. Bad feet. You got to have the good feet. And he does not have that. I'm right. always saying that. Always. Always, man. No doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I will. I will go even further and say that he'll sniff sixty, which I think would be incredible if he ends up doing that. But we're making bold predictions, so I figured why not. Let's get bold, folks. Give me number two. Well, number two, uh, no playoff for the Seattle Kraken. Sad. I have not been a huge fan of how they've handled things so far, which I I said on here earlier a few months ago when they did their draft their expansion draft. So they haven't started. Well, I don't think that really matters. That's not really why I'm, I'm saying it. I just look at the team, look at the lineup and it's like, okay, they, who's going to score? Like at least, you know, when you had the golden Knights, yes, they got lucky that William Carlson ended up being a 40 goal scorer. They had guys that could score. They had, if I'm not mistaken, on their first team, they had both James Neal and David Perrin and March so and yeah. Riley Smith. Yeah. All four of those guys, I would take over anyone, all their scoring ability over anyone on this current team. And that's not even, Obviously, Seattle did not stumble upon a 40-goal score that the team didn't want. Yeah, I mean, they they have some guys. I think McCann can end up being a nice piece. Yanni Gord, another one, I think he can be a nice piece. I don't think that they're, like, to the level of, like, a David Perron or, like, Marsha Show or anything like that. But No, exactly. Those guys, they have, like, a modified version of the Sabres. They're better than the Sabres. But it's, like, they have a bunch of guys who are pretty good at forward. And their defense is pretty good, too. Like I'd love to have Giordano to start a franchise with. Oh it's yeah, like a, it's like a old old veteran teach, teaching the young whippersnappers, whatever. Uh, but I don't know. Like then it like kind of like it's kind of dependent on their goaltending. It's like I don't know. I I liked Chris Dreiger last year briefly. Like his first time up, he's in his mid twenties. But how much do you rely on him and Grubauer? I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. It really, I feel like their whole playoff standing is just so dependent on how the rest of the Pacific is because it's kind of a crap shoot after Vegas. Exactly. Now Seattle could very much make the playoffs because you know, the Pacific, I don't think it's going to be very good. I don't think it's a crap shoot after Vegas though. I think Edmonton uh, is going to make it on the strength of how good Dreisaitl and McDavid are regardless of what else happens. That's fair. That's fair. Then beyond that though, I mean, and even Edmonton though has question marks. True. Is Mike Smith going to be able to do what he did last year for them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. What's Maybe in the playoffs. Guy? What's that? Maybe in the playoffs. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. 
All right. You ready for my second one? Yep. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. That's not a prediction. It already happened. Does not come out of the East this year. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go more than that, but I will just say that I don't think Tampa Bay is going to come out of the East. Yeah, I mean, they're missing like six guys from last year. And now Kucherov's on IR, isn't he? Yep, he is indeed. Brutal, because they lost they lost Gord, they lost Coleman, they lost Goodrow, they lost Chen. Johnson. Uh, Johnson, yeah. So they've lost like a half dozen guys. Man. Yeah. Everyone's getting a little bit older, too. They've had two mm-hmm. long postseasons in a row. Stamkos has been off to a nice start, though. But I still think... Uh, Think oh, yeah, that they, there will not be a three peats or even the fact, opportunity for one. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense. Opens Head the door on. to some interesting possibilities, though. What's that? It opens the door to some interesting possibilities. Like what? For example, my next prediction the New Jersey Ooh. Devils represent the East in the Stanley Cup. Get the hell out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know I don't I don't respect them. Um, we respect Lindy, but not them. Exactly. I kind of, I think might be a playoff team. We'll see. No, this is my actual one. My bold prediction. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings make the second round of the playoffs. Jesus. That is- well, we did just talk about how the Pacific isn't very good. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Second round. So, though, damn. well, here's my reasoning. I think they're going to be the two or the three. I like Edmonton. So maybe, Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to line up in my head right now. I have, I'm going to go chalk on Vegas. I have Edmonton two, LA finishes three. We like Cal Peterson, Deneau, Arvidsson. Kopitar is playing really well so far. Really, really well. Dustin Brown, he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he, he so. is walking this earth. <laughs> so is Drew Doughty. You cannot say they're not alive. Doughty too even putting up points. Exactly. And then you have some young guys that are going to step up and it's going to be like, huh, how about these guys? And then it's like, oh, well, someone's got to finish third in the Pacific. And then who, the someone is them. They beat the bad teams. They beat San Jose when they play. They beat Anaheim. They beat mm-hmm. Seattle. They beat Calgary. Okay. Uh, whoever else is in that division. I don't care. Vancouver. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vancouver. They beat those teams when they play. They get a bunch of cheap wins. They get the playoffs. Hey, guess what? They're kind of tough to play against, right? And now look at that. They're beating Edmonton in five. And losing an incredibly boring series to the Golden Knights in the second round. Riveting stuff. Yep. Riveting. Sounds like the NHL playoffs, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, my number three, Spencer Knight wins the Calder. I don't know if this is necessarily like that bold or not, but I think that there's a lot of talent right now in the league among the rookies. When you look at Caulfield as a possibility, you got Zagris, you got Eklund um lucas raymond maurice cider like there's a good amount of well, pretty hot, hot. oh i think spencer knight's gonna have something that sets him apart from all those guys what's that a playoff appearance yeah definitely yeah that's kind of the point i think he's gonna end up being the one to lead the panthers into the uh into the playoffs as so um yeah i'm gonna say yeah spencer knight is gonna win the calder this year due to the fact that he leads the panthers to a playoff, the playoffs, and who knows, maybe even a division crown. As was boldly predicted, I believe, by – did you pick them too? Yeah. Okay, there you go, by you and Anthony. So, yeah, I, I can see that pretty easily. If he's at least pretty good, 
like if he's a 915 goalie and starts more games than Bavrovsky. And those other guys are all pretty good, but no one runs away with it. And I would, I really doubt any of those other guys you mentioned are going to make the playoffs. Ooh, that could, uh, that could very much happen. So true. My, uh, my fourth pick here is that one of the two new, uh, the new TV guys on TSN or ESPN has to publicly apologize for something at some point. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what it's going to be or how bad it's going to be. But I'd like to. Oz is Bushy that. Gross. Oh, I hadn't even considered him. That's interesting. It could be. Him or Melrose. Uh, I, I wasn't even thinking of them necessarily. But yes, Melrose, it could absolutely be him too. If we remember, going back to NBC real quick, uh, the one guy who survived at NBC, surprisingly, was Pierre. Doc Emmerich retired. But Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick both got fired. Mm-hmm. And they, Ronix thing wasn't on air, but it was in an interview. Right. Um, it wasn't good. Milbury's was obviously on air. And who knows? I was watching, and I, by the way, I liked both those broadcasts. I thought they've, they've both done a pretty interesting job. ESPN not gonna, and TNT. Yeah. Well, it's like, but now it's like, wow, this is a lot of um, middle aged guys from a different era who have not been on TV in a long time. And also Barry Melrose. Yeah. <laughs> no i agree i i really enjoyed the broadcasts to be honest so far world's better than uh than what we were getting on nbc sports oh yeah it's it's really interesting like this like these like look like halftime shows obviously they're intermission reports whatever but like they look like halftime shows in the nba you mm-hmm. know like you're not getting like this the weird intermission report they used to do at NBC that seemed like they didn't even want to do it. And none of the people there that seemed like they wanted to do it. It all seemed like they were doing like some some perfunctory thing. Like Mike Bilberry standing there like he was ready to go at any second, like ready to get out of there, being like, yeah. ah, like he didn't even seem like he'd been watching the game. I mean, Liam McEwen and Catherine Tappan are perfectly capable at their jobs, and obviously they are now both. I think are they they're both at the new networks, aren't they? Or is Catherine so. Tappan not? Yeah. I definitely saw Liam McHugh already. Uh, but yeah, some interesting guys. Gretzky, Messier, Chelios. So we'll see. I like it, but I think there's some potential. The thing is, there's I a billion that. guys. That's a funny prediction. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one. <laughs> All right, what's your fourth one? My fourth one is that if he remains healthy, Aaron Ekblad will be in the top three of Norris voting by the end of this year. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't know if he's going to win, but I will say he will at the very least be in the top three. What were you going to say there? I'm sorry. No, that makes sense, though, because it's I think Norris voting can be a big narrative thing. Wasn't last year. People just voted for Adam Fox, which is nice. Uh, And this year, I think Makar will probably win it. But there's there's always someone that's like, well, how about this? The classic one is Drew Doughty, who, even though he was only 26 years old, it was like, how is he never won the Norris? I don't know, because he never earned it. Mm-hmm. And then he's got to have one. Mark Giordano, uh, classic Oscars situation. Giordano earned it multiple times. And then when he was older and was probably like the fourth or fifth best guy, he finally won it. Uh, and now I think with Ekblad, it could be a situation where it's like, Ekblad, he's finally uh, grown into the player we thought he, he could be seven years ago. If he stayed healthy last year, he could have. He absolutely could have been in the conversation. Ekblad? Oh yeah. yeah, he well, was yeah. great last year. Oh my God! Before his injury, holy yeah. crap! He was especially, especially 
Yeah, especially if he um, basically like I think Hedman's probably done unless he has some kind of crazy year, just because people are going to be sick of him and he's also probably going to be declining. So yep. I don't think there's any constituency for him. But like, yeah, Ekblad has never really been in the conversation before and will be the number one defenseman, I think. It's on, funny you say that too. On a division like, winner. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because like the narrative thing is exactly why I didn't go as far to say that because I also think if Kel McCarr is playing at a point per game or like just under that, he's going to earn it. Yeah. yeah right, he will. I mean, I think Kel McCarr is amazing, but I, that's why I think that like, I don't know. I think Ekblad will be in the conversation at the very least. Yeah. What do you got for yours? Your next one. Is this That's your last, my last one? one? Yeah, it is. Wow. Wow. More, more predictions out West. Give it to me. The Colorado Avalanche will still not make it past the second round. Come on. No way. Hey, we my there's always one a team. Is that they are going to win the cup actually. Okay. Well here, let me give my pitch then. Go ahead. All right. There's, this is, we'll start off with the non-logical part. This always, there's always this team in the NHL. It used to be the Capitals. In the background, there was always the Blues and the Sharks. The Sharks are an obvious one, too. Blues and Sharks always kind of blew it in the playoffs. They both, well, the Blues won the Cup and the Sharks made the Cup. The Capitals won the Cup. And then it was like, oh, eyes all on you, Tampa Bay. And when it was finally like, okay, well, Tampa Bay really should. This is kind of crunch time. What do they do? They won 62 games and got swept in the first round by a team in Central Ohio. Not good, but they turned it around immediately and then won Not two the cups. Best. Usually it comes around and you do win the cup unless you're, you know, San Jose. They got close enough. Colorado, it's not a th- quite a thing yet. A thing, quote unquote. You know, Vegas hasn't won the cup, but they've been there and they're an expansion team. Colorado, Toronto's the other one. Toronto's very funny, but they haven't gotten out of the first round yet, so I won't even consider them. And they're, they're not, you know, they're not winning the president's trophy or something no. like that. No. Whereas Colorado... Got good before people thought. So it's like, wow, they're a playoff team in 2018. And they won a round. And then, oh, no, they didn't win a round. Sorry, they lost in the first round. And then 2018-19 are more of a legit playoff team. Win the 1-8 matchup with Calgary. Lose, I think, in seven to San Jose. And then then they're really good. And they lose to Dallas. And it's like, oh, well, not a you know weird COVID bubble, not healthy. All those things. Third goalie. And this year is the year where it's like they win the president's trophy. They have gold, you know, the Golden Knights in their division and they lose a seven game series of the Golden Knights. How mad could you be? But this is the first year where it's kind of like, hmm, they might not have the second round. They only a few teams have a have a have a longer drought of making the conference finals than them. Not including the Sabres or the Senators. Wow. It's just like the Florida Panthers and the wild, I think. So how bad would it look if in the second round of the playoffs, they lost to those very same Minnesota wild. You think that Minnesota would beat them in the playoffs? Wow. Could beat them. They lost to Dallas two years ago. Anything could happen. So here's the more logical part. They're not as deep as they were or have been like, they're sacrificing depth, which everyone has to do eventually in the hard salary cap league. And then the last thing is that their goaltending went from at least reliable in Grubauer to kind of a question mark. More I mean, I like Darcy Kemper enough. I think that he can kind of do what Grubauer did because it's not like Grubauer was, I mean, he was pretty 
well regarded, I guess, like when he was with Washington as being a young player. But I think Kemper is kind of like a similar boat where it's like a guy that everybody's like, yeah, he would be good if he was on a good team. And I guess in Grubauer's case, I mean, he was on a good team with the Capitals, but with Kemper, I, I don't know. I think he'll be, he'll get them to where they need to be. And I think part of the reason and part of my prediction, not only that Colorado is going to win the cup, but I do think, and I'm going to preface this by saying not Jack Eichel, they will make a move for a legitimate good second line forward that's going to put them over the top because their defense i mean my god you have mccarr you have gerard you have devin taze you now have bowen byram who is another potential like sneaky dark horse candidate for the calder as well um in goal you're you're pretty sad with kemper i would like to think i think that he'll be okay for them obviously they have a good forward corpse like even though they're not as deep as they were last year with losing a couple of key guys, like sod comes to mind. Um, who Don else? Skoy? Don Sk- or is he still there? Isn't he? Uh, maybe no, he's with Seattle actually. What am I yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's with Seattle now. So you, you lose a couple of guys there, but I think that they're going to get, they're going to end up making either a trade deadline or pre-trade deadline acquisition. That's going to end up putting them over the top. I think Joe Sackick is a good GM. I think that he's built a really solid team there. And I think that not necessarily that there's any pressure. Cause like you said, they're pretty early in their like cup story saga, whatever you want to call it. But I think that they will find themselves in a position where they're going to need to put themselves over the top because maybe just maybe Las Vegas our golden Knights will make a move for a certain center who uh, has some neck in- injuries right now. And maybe that forces Colorado's hand to tell themselves, you know what, we got to do something. We got to bring somebody in so that we could separate ourselves from them because with Eichel in the playoffs on that Vegas team, can Colorado beat them? I will say no, pretty confidently. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I think that who knows if Eichel ends up going to Vegas, that could be the catalyst for, for Colorado to end up doing something, which will then put them over the top, but we'll see. Hmm. Well, that is my layered fifth prediction. We didn't, uh, we didn't really plan that last one. No, that's wild. Look at that. Yeah. Well, how about that? How about that? We, uh, really came together. Well, look at all you know, of these predictions. This brain synergy we have. Cause I think we did our first podcast sometime around this time, four years ago, really? later October, maybe later October, the first episode of Rick's Reviews, which did not go wow. public ever. No, nope. I was actually recently just talking about this, that it is pretty funny. Our our little story that we just started off literally with Rick's reviews for just the fun of it really did not have any kind of direction or goal. We were just like, this would be kind of yeah, obviously, but let's, <laughs> let's find a way to rant about Marvel movies and the Sabres all in one. How could we do that? Oh, OK. I mean, the world clearly has a need for more white dudes doing podcasts, so we might as well. And, um, and look where it's gotten us now. That's right. We're, uh, we're stacking paper, you know, we started we out in my garage, a little mom and pop podcast with a small loan of $400,000 from our parents. <laughs> also, I, I like how you said, uh, we didn't really have a plan. Anyone who listened to any episode of Rick's Reviews uh, would know that. Yeah. No plan. Have, it became very clear. It's like, all right, what are we going to do this episode? Talk about the Sabres. Uh, 
let's talk about the our 10 favorite comedies of the 2000s <laughs> and then we'll close with what brendan thinks of john mayer's new album all like, right <laughs> good stuff i'll talk to you again in three weeks look at us now now we're on a schedule twice a week it's it's unbelievable. We used to jokingly do SeatGeek ads, like fake SeatGeek ads, and now we have actual <laughs> ads that we're reading. Yeah, that's true. I did. I, You know what? I think it might have been the pandemic or maybe right before the pandemic. SeatGeek, SeatGeek low-key fell off. They were on every, mm. every sports podcast. Mm. Probably music podcasts too, I guess. I don't listen to any of those. But like, that, they were everywhere. Yeah. And then I think it was even before the – like, that makes sense because there's no – no reason to advertise during the pandemic, but they're not back. Live sports have been back for a while. And I, you very, you I was rarely that. here. Yeah. Because they were inescapable. It was like a, a common joke among the uh, industry. Anyway, if you're out there listening and you represent one of the other um, 10 to 12 businesses that advertise on podcasts, Hey, hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah. Let's be friends. Well, yes, do you have any, send us any- some shirts. Do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share with uh, with the listeners before we sign off? So we'll be back. Obviously, we will be talking about uh, the Bruins, Devils, and Lightning games that are coming up. And then next Thursday is the Ducks. So we will not be covering that. Uh, yeah, so obviously we're recording at home this or away? The Ducks, it's yeah. away. 10 p.m. start. Oh, yeah, they're taking their West Coast trip pretty early this year. Gotcha. So – so yeah, I uh, want to do our uh, random Sabres player of the episode and or recommendation. I don't really, I don't really know. I just thought of that. We haven't done those in a while. I haven't, I don't have a recommendation right now, but I'll do a random Sabres player though. Yep. Who do you Who got? Anders Nilsson. Anders Nilsson. Nice. I was going to go with the goalie too. The, the legend that is Darren Poopa. The poop man. The poop man. As everyone called him. Of course. It's a great nickname to have the poop man. Wow. Anyways, that seems like a good place to end. Any other thoughts, Taylor? Yeah, that's freaking Tom Brady's nickname to me, pal. The Poop Man. (laughs) Yeah. Poop Man Brady. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As we had said before, we'll be back with a new episode on Thursday. But in the meantime, make sure you're checking out the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo on their respective websites and through your streaming platform of choice as they're both putting out tons of great content every single day. Also, make sure you're following them on social media and make sure you're following us on social media too, on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres and on Twitter at Straight Sabres. Let's see if the Sabres can keep this thing rolling. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. Have a great week, everybody. 